Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. All right, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. How is everybody doing out there in Weed Day Wednesday world? What is going on in the world? A little loud now, but that's all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. August 2nd. Santa says only 144 sleeps until Christmas. Christmas. 144 sleeps. I just was trying to... I hate updates. Silver Sister and I were talking about updates. She tries not to update anything for as long as she can. It jacks with everything. And now my computer's all jacked up and my phone's jacked up. And, well, you know how the show goes. That's always jacked up, too. So, anyway, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. We are happy you are here. All right, August 2nd. Can you believe it's August 2nd? I cannot. Um, that is some craziness. The year has gone too fast. And seriously, only 144 days. Oh, see, there goes the computer again, or the phone, rather. 144 days until Christmas. At least I can look before everything starts creeping out. And here's a little diddling noise in the background. In fact, I'm trying to, trying to do magical things when it's not really supposed to. So, <laughs> Anyway, folks, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. Uh, I would like to give some Weed Tell Center a shout-out and say... Come on down and get certified. 4826 Broadway Boulevard. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Come on down. Uh, we accept walk-ins. We had a full house yesterday. It was awesome. Um, it's important to get your card. Saves you a whole lot of money. Uh, recreational cannabis is selling for 25% sales tax. Yikes. And uh, it's just the 
0.7% for this uh, sales tax here for the medical. Um, so that's a huge difference. Plus, I like the fact that, you, you know, you're, you're legal, uh, so to speak, and you have um, more legal rights. You have better legal protection <clears throat> actually when you get your card. So from, like, landlords and um, your employers, they can't, you know, just simply fire you because you uh, you you take care use it. Um, so that's a good. That's also a good uh, positive for having your card. So uh, lots of news this morning. Um, but yes, back to Tumbleweed Health Center. I'm trying to get all of my sound effects here and everything because they did an update, and I have so certification. If you want to come on to Tumbleweed Health Center and get certified and get your card and get more medicine, you get two and a half ounces every two weeks. Um, you also get stronger medication. In the REC program, you can only get 100 milligrams in a package, 10 milligrams uh, per piece of whatever it is you're getting. Um, gummy candy, hard candy, lozenge, you know, um, whatever it is. And in the medical program, you can have two and a half ounces of whatever you want, concentrates included. In the rec program, you can only have a half a gram of concentrates. And so for a lot of people that are in serious pain or have serious conditions or trying to heal, that's not enough medication for them. That is just simply not enough. So, boy, this, I don't, I don't even know. So we're going to try, we're going to try something here and see if we can't get this to stay. I doubt it, but. We'll try anyway. <laughs> All right. Taco Bell. They must know I like that. All right. Taco Bell. All right. If you have one of these conditions and you live in the state of Arizona, we do offer telemedicine. Um, you can come down, do telemedicine. Um, if you have PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, which covers a whole host of everything, all your aches and pains, it just has to be um, 20 days or longer, that's what the state considers chronic. Um, and severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. Uh, the cool thing about Arizona's medical marijuana program also is that if you didn't hear your ailment on the list, <clears throat> but you're um, taking a treatment, being treated for something, taking a medication, and it's causing the nausea, the pain, whatever, it's causing something on this list, uh, then you can get your medical card for that. And that's a good thing. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification, health, and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call. 520-838-4430. All right. So, checking out the news here in Arizona. And let's see here. 
Arizona ranks as a top state for cannabis population growth. Well, yeah, everyone's moving here because, well, weed's legal, and it's just a great state to live in. It really is. Go, Arizona. Three new dispensaries are coming in Arizona in 2023. Ooh, the six best comedy clubs in Arizona. Cannabis and comedy are one of life's perfect pairs, and Arizona has some great comedy clubs. Let's check it out. Sure does. We've got some down here in Tucson. Oh, here's just a quick list. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so you and some friends can laugh the night away right at these top six comedy spots in Arizona. Remember to take advantage of these new cannabis deals from local dispensaries to help enhance your comedy experience. Well, we're not going to do that. All right, number one, Tempe Improv. That's in Tempe, Arizona. Stand Up Live is in Phoenix. Rick Bronson's House of Comedy is also in Phoenix. The Showroom at Talking Stick Resort, Scottsdale, Arizona. Laughs Comedy Cafe in Tucson and Unscrewed Theater in Tucson, Arizona. And then you can find more cannabis deals. But check them out. There's at least two here in Tucson. Laughs uh, Comedy Cafe and Unscrewed Theater. I've been to Laughs. I've not been to the Unscrewed Theater, I don't think. But I think my neighbor's actually involved in that. So, yeah, um, I try and listen to comedy a lot every day just while driving because it's just good medicine. <laughs> It's good for the soul. It's good to laugh. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see what new dispensaries are coming to Arizona in 2023. Three of them. <clears throat> let's see. Wow, these are short but sweet stories. Thanks to azmarijuana.com here. An Arizona dispensary chain is expanding into Tucson with three new locations anticipated this year. Soul Flower dispensaries are expected to open over the next couple of months. The dispensaries chain. Uh, is known for offering patient consultations, health classes, and a wide variety of in-store products. The new locations will be uh, 3000 West Valencia Road is expected to open this month. 4837 North 1st Avenue is expected to open in September. And Oracle Plaza vicinity is expected to open in September. Soul Flowers operated by Arizona-based Copper State Farms which hired the former governor's son as CEO, of course, <laughs> in August of 2022. Yeah, we were just talking about how um, now it seems like instead of the mom and pop shops, the big, big, big guys are coming in and they're just taking over and and uh, taking, taking, the, taking the states by storm here, which is, you know, uh, like True Leaf is in one of the top, like, 20, <clears throat> 20 top cannabis dispensary businesses in the planet or something. They're right down the street. Uh, big money, big market. I still like to go to Desert Bloom, my my pop shop. I don't know if there's a mom involved yet, but <laughs> um, Ari's got a great little shop there. Um, they got some great deals, too. And I... You know, it's important to go where you trust your cannabis, and um, they've got good consistency coming from there. And now the butterscotch candies are back. Yum. We like those. All right. Let's see what else is going on in the world. I was going to read this. Oh, yeah. High Times was reporting that the House panel calls on FDA to regulate CBD for foods and beverages. Yeah. Um, lawmakers and witnesses called on the FDA to regulate CBD for use in foods, beverages, and dietary supplements at a House committee hearing just two days ago. 
<laughs> They've got a little fork with a uh, pot leaf on it. Yum. All right. Hemp advocates and industry leaders last week called on the federal government to ease access to cannabidiol as the House of Representatives uh, subcommittee held a hearing to investigate the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's refusal to break ingredient in food, uh, beverages, and dietary supplements. At Thursday's hearing of the House Oversight Accountability Committee's Subcommittee on Healthcare and Financial Services, lawmakers and witnesses criticized the FDA's refusal to regulate CBD and noted how the agency's inaction on the subject has impacted individuals and families eager to take advantage of the cannabinoids' health and wellness benefits. Quote, Lack of a federal framework has led to the proliferation of unregulated products, some of which raise significant quality, safety, and other consumer protection concerns. Jonathan Miller, general counsel for the industry group, the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, told the members of the subcommittee, in opening remarks prepared for the hearing, Republican Representative Lisa McLean, the chair of the subcommittee, noted that, quote, if you buy a CBD consumer product off the shelf today, in many cases, there's no way for the average consumer to verify its purity or even the amount of CBD in it or rely on FDA's enforcement of regulations. Quote, in fact, one study that tested almost 3,000 CBD products showed that only one quarter of brands test their CBD products for purity and only 16% of products tested contained exclusively what was stated on their labels. That's because FDA hasn't regulated CBD as a dietary supplement or food additive in the five years since hemp was legalized. Hmm. Congress legalized hemp agriculture and commerce five years ago with the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill. But since then, the FDA has refused to regulate hemp derived CBD for Congress. Quote, the announcement has led to confusion and uncertainty in the has suppressed the ability for good manufacturers to sell CBD It only benefits bad actors who capitalize on the confusion and the flood and and the flood of the market with potentially unsafe products. The FDA must do better and use their already existing authority to regulate how direct products you actually do the job they were uh, signed up to do. Witnesses also emphasize how the lack of regulatory framework for hemp-derived CBD from the FDA has also contributed to the proliferation of products containing intoxicating cannabinoids, most prominently Delta-8 THC, which are being sold in unregulated products, sometimes to minors. While none of the witnesses call for the criminalization of these products, they call for strict safety regulations to keep them out of the hands of children. Quote, in many states, including Kentucky, most Delta-8 gas stations and even can be ordered online. These products are not reliably tested and have been found many impurities, said Richard A. Barraco, president-elect of the Kentucky Narcotic Officers Association and a retired drug enforcement administrator. Quote, these products remain legal, the optimal approach is following the lead of Kentucky, whose General Assembly legislation 
unanimously to restrict, uh, to strictly regulate these products and keep them out of the hands of minors. H. Fiji, founder of the Coalition for Access Now, has been an outspoken advocate of CBD for more than a decade after discovering significantly reduced seizures suffered by her daughter, Charlotte, who died in 2020 at the age of 13 following a nearly lifelong battle with intractable, uh, intractable epilepsy. And hopefully you can hear me now. Can you hear me now? Silver, hi-ho, away. All righty. All right, I should be back on. Um, but, oh, wait, I was just given a message. Yes, here I am, back on. All right, well, let's see. I'm not sure where I cut out, but um, we'll go with this. Paige Founder, oh, Paige Fiji, founder of the Coalition for Access Now, has been an outspoken advocate of CBD for more than a decade after discovering it significantly reduced the seizures suffered by her daughter, Charlotte, who died in 2020 at the age of 13 following a lifelong battle with intractable epilepsy. After watching last week's hearing from her home in Colorado Springs, Fiji called on the FDA to ease access to CBD for families across the country. Quote, we have been united with families, athletes, seniors, veterans, and others who rely on the benefits of CBD for almost a decade. Today's hearing shows that common sense, bipartisan reform to push the FDA to do its job and regulate hemp-derived CBD as a dietary supplement is close. Fiji wrote in an email to High Times, the 45 million Americans who already rely on the benefits CBD for their chronic conditions are encouraged that members of Congress will stand up for their constituents to pass <clears throat> legislation that will support access for patients now. All right. Well, we sure hope so because um, let's do this, SJ. We're just going to call you SJ. Um, let's do it. Oh, that would be great. But, you know, people do need to be careful what they buy and what they're doing and what they're taking. Everything cutting out what is going on with all these um, upgrades, you know, it just happens. And then the next thing you know, uh, you are cutting out. Now, I've got an itch on my back that I can't get to. <laughs> Lordy be. Quite a morning. All right. Glad we're still on air. Let's see what else we got going on. Um, this magazine we just got in the mail, Global Cannabis Times. I'd like to thank the folks at Global Cannabis Times for emailing that to me. And they went so far as, um, oh, they got a business that we started, but um, we went with the Good Leaf at 6224 East Bway Boulevard. Get on down there. Get your uh, hemp and CBD needs met. Um, but they sent this to a different shop that we were starting. All right, so check this out. Paul's Global Cannabis Times. But I will say that it is very, very, very um, hard to read. Uh, this writing. It says, Making uh, the Cannabis World Smaller One Interview at a Time. That'd be good if you could read it, but seriously. Ah, um, all right, here. Let me see what's going on. There were some things. Oh, yeah. Let's 
get rolling. So here we go. A little tidbit in the magazine here. Uh, three new states enter the recreational game. Here's what you need to know. We can now add Maryland, Minnesota, and Missouri to the list of the U.S. states that have now legalized adult cannabis. Way to go, Minnesota. Hey, where am I on my besties list? <laughs> oh, I love that I can go visit my besties now and I don't have to, like, try and bring legal weed somewhere. <laughs> All right. Here's a breakdown of how they got there and what to expect from these emerging markets. Okay, Maryland. Maryland Governor Wes Moore signed legislation legalizing the sale of recreational marijuana in May of 2023. The new law allows adults 21 and older to possess and purchase cannabis for recreational purpose. It also establishes a regulated market for marijuana sales. The legislation includes Measures, uh, measures to address social equity concern and establishes a cannabis regulatory commission, which will also focus on promoting diversity and inclusion within the cannabis business sector. Additionally, the law provides for the expungement of past low-level marijuana convictions. All right. On July 1st, sales begin exclusively from existing medical cannabis licensees. Maryland issues five types of adult use cannabis businesses, licenses and standard and micro versions. Right, where the mom and pop thing comes in. Sorry, I'm trying, I'm having trouble reading this. Uh, bad light, small print. All right, um, let's see here. <clears throat> the Maryland market is projected to bring in around $1.2 billion in annual sales in 2026 for industry research from BBSA. Quote, while Maryland is not expected to become the biggest market in the region, the state is expected to make huge gains with the addition of adult use, BDSA said. Um, and then a little Maryland fact file, medical marijuana was legalized in April of 2014 and recreational cannabis legalized was May in 2023. There are 410 operating licenses available and 102 licenses, licenses issued as of June 2023. So there's still a bunch of licenses left in Maryland if anyone wants to get over there and get in the game. Congratulations, Maryland. <laughs> Silver Sister, how many states had legal cannabis when we started? Uh, 10? 10. 4? 10. We started in 2011. How many, how many, how many? Come on, you got this. Um, mm, wreck. Well, California was wrecked. There were legal states. California was legal. Uh, <laughs> all right. You think about that one, and uh, I'll keep reading about Minnesota. Here we go. Um, the most recent state to legalize uh, recreational cannabis. Minnesota is the 23rd to do so in the United States and the third in the Midwest. Governor Tim Waltz of Minnesota signed HF 100 into law in May of 2023, but licensed adult use sales are not expected to commence until 2024. 
Starting on August 1st, people in Minnesota age 21 and up will be allowed to possess up to two ounces of marijuana in public and two pounds at home. That's it, by VP. I'm coming to visit. Okay, I won't bring my weed. Ah, because you'll already have it there. The legislation also includes provisions for automatically expunging low-level marijuana convictions and establishing a review board to assess eligibility for higher-level offenses. An Office of Cannabis Management will be created to oversee the regulation and sale of cannabis products within the state. Licensed dispensaries may not be operational for up to 18 months. And the process of expunging past cannabis convictions, potentially numbering in the tens of thousands, could take years. Minnesota is offering 10 main types of adult use cannabis licenses, as well as a few event licenses and endorsements. Oh. Ooh. Minnesota fact file. Uh, medical marijuana was legalized in May of 2014. Recreational was uh, legalized in May of 2023. They have a, uh, operating licenses available that's to be determined and licenses issued as of June of 2023. That would be a big zero. Not yet. Okay, A, Minnesota, not yet. All right. And last but not least, Missouri. Yeah, California was medical in 96. Um, Missouri voters approved a ballot initiative to make recreational cannabis legal by a 53 to 47 margin last uh, November. Unlike Maryland and Minnesota, the state moved fast to open its adult use market with the new law taking effect December 8, 2022, and the first license sales began February 3rd, 2023. Go Missouri! The new law designates the allocation of adult use tax revenue for various purposes, including expunging nonviolent cannabis offenses, providing health care for veterans, funding substance abuse treatment, uh, and supporting the state's public defender system. In addition to its regular licensing program, Missouri is issuing micro-business licenses aimed at equity uh, owner, what is this, automatically uh, expunging low-level marijuana convictions and establishing a review board to assess eligibility for higher-level offenses. An Office of Cannabis Management will be created to oversee the regulation and sale of cannabis products within the state. Licensed dispensaries may not be operational for up to 18 months, and the process of expungement passed. Oh, <laughs> whoops, sorry, folks. Went right into Minnesota. See, I told you this this magazine. All right, hold on. My bad, my bad. In addition to its regular licensing program, Missouri is issuing six micro uh, business licenses aimed at equity ownership in each of the state's eight congressional districts. Adult use sales are expected to bring $650 million in 2023, according to BDSA. Missouri could join the Billion Dollar Cannabis Club in 2024 and reach $1.4 billion in sales in 2026. It's like the um, American Ninja Warrior of weed. 
oh boy, these these three jumped out the gate, and Maryland and and Minnesota were like, eh, we're just gonna you know kind of take it slow, and uh, Minnesota and uh, Missouri's like, oh hell no, we're going for this. Whoop whoop. All right, Missouri fast facts. Here we go. They went medical in 2018. They went wreck in 2022. They have 348 licenses available, and there are um, negative 300 issued as of June. Uh, yeah, that's what it says. I don't know. That's interesting. Well, that is some interesting information, folks. Huh. All right, well, if you're in Missouri, go for it. But if you're over there in Maryland or Minnesota, you're going to have to wait a little bit. But you're not going to have to wait for this. I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda, pop cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take it 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, aw, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed. Fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. 
cannabinoid, very similar to Delta 9 THC, which is the most abundant cannabinoid in most strains of marijuana. Although first identified in a particular marijuana strain, THCP can also be manufactured in a lab by chemically manipulating CBD extracted from legal hemp products. In fact, to produce enough THCP to have any real commercial value, it must be made in a lab because there's just not enough of it in actual cannabis flower to cost-effectively extract. <laughs> of course, here we go, money. Um, THCP's molecular structure is significantly di different from Delta 9's. It has a longer uh, alkyl side chain, the tail of atoms that extends out from the bottom of the largest part of the molecule. The oversized side chain seven carbon atoms versus five in Delta-9 allows THCP to bind more readily with human CB1 and CB2 cannabinoid receptors, which means its effects are likely to be more potent in the brain and body. Just about everything we know about THCP comes from the 2019 study by a group of Italian academics that introduced it to the world. There has been no research on human subjects, so we know little about possible THCP safety issues or side effects, except what we can guess based on the effects of other forms of THC. Does THCP get you high? The Italian researchers, uh, researchers who discovered organic THCP found in experiments on cultured human cells that THCP binds 33 times more effectively with the CB1 receptor than the Delta-9 THC, probably because of its extended seven-atom side chain. The CB1 receptor is the most important cannabinoid receptor for creating psychoactive effects, but THCP also binds more readily with the CB2 receptor. That doesn't mean that THCP will get you 33 times higher than the traditional Delta-9. There is probably a limit to any cannabinoid's ability to stimulate the endocannabinoid receptors and each person reacts differently to every cannabinoid anyway. But while some of THCP's 33 times greater binding affinity may be wasted on already overloaded cannabinoid receptors, it still seems likely that the THCP will be more potent than Delta-9 THC for many people. It might get you very high. The scientists that identified THCP say that the presence of small amounts of THCP in other marijuana strains could explain why those strains seem more intoxicating to users than other strains containing similar or even higher levels of Delta-9 THC. In the future, cannabis breeders will probably create new strains with higher concentrations of THCP to emphasize its effects. What are the effects of THCP? Because THCP binds so well with cannabinoid receptors, it's likely to produce effects similar to those of Delta-9, but perhaps even more pronounced. The scientists who discovered THCP conducted standard cannabis mouse experiments to gauge new cannabinoid physical effects. Mice displayed reduced levels of activity at lower doses, which became catalepsy, a trance-like state at higher doses. The THC appeared to the THCP appeared to work as an effective painkiller at higher doses too. I don't like my, I don't like that my mousy testing. The ability of THCP to bind so effectively with cannabinoid receptors in the body could make it highly valuable 
not just as a recreational high, but also relieve pain, ease nausea, and help users sleep. Although THCP hasn't been thoroughly studied yet, it seems likely that this cannabinoid's unmatched binding affinity with human receptors will make it easily valuable for treating those and other conditions. In fact, tiny and previously unnoticed amounts of THCP in existing marijuana strains may already be responsible for some of the ca- some of cannabis's known healing powers. The scientist who found THCP in 2019 wrote that, quote, the discovery of an extremely potent THC-like phytocannabinoid may shed light on several pharmacological effects not ascribable solely to Delta-9 THC in marijuana. Of course, the powerful binding affinity of THCP could also magnify the typical unwelcome side effects like dry mouth, um, and eyes, anxiety, paranoia. It could even pose new risks for users. But until we see the results of research on human subjects, we're most likely just guessing. THCP versus THCO. THCP is very new. There hasn't been any serious research or many real-world observations describing uh, no serious, serious thinking. I need some help right now, and I don't. <laughs> Um, there hasn't been any serious research or many real-world observations describing the experience of using THCP as a standalone cannabinoid. Not many people have used it by itself since almost all current commercial products containing THCP are blends of multiple THC analogs. We don't yet have enough knowledge to say exactly how you will feel using THCP versus THCO, for example, or how THCP affects you in comparison to other popular hemp-derived cannabinoids like Delta-8, Delta-10, or HHC. Again, most of the time, the THCP products currently available contain a mix of Delta-8 and THCP, or a cocktail containing several hemp-derived cannabinoids. It's impossible to tease out the effects of one cannabinoid when it's blended with two or three others. By the way, the same researchers who found THCP also discovered cannabidiforol, CBDP, in the same cannabis sample. CBDP is a variation of CBD, but with a seven-atom side chain like THCP. It's possible that CBDP in the future could offer more profound therapeutic effects than CBD because of the increased bioactivity provided by its chemical structure. And then, um, oh, okay, will THCP show up in a drug test? They actually have pictures of the um, chemical compounds here. It's kind of of interesting. I don't know who made those pictures up. Whether THCP will cause you to fill a drug test isn't certain because it hasn't been studied, but there's no reason to believe that THCP doesn't create Typical THC <clears throat> breakdown products in the human body, which would be picked up by standard drug tests used by employers and police. The bottom, <clears throat> the bottom line is pretty simple. No one knows for sure. So if your employer conducts tests for marijuana use, you should avoid THCP and all forms of THC and other hemp-derived cannab- uh, cannabinoids, except safe forms of CBD. Sorry, the uh, post here. You got to be careful with whatever you're using and drug tests because um, we've heard many reports of people even testing for the CBD. 
Is THCP legal and where is it sold? Well, Congress legalized hemp and all of its compounds and derivatives in the 2018 Farm Bill. As long as they contain less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC. In May 2022, a federal court, a federal appeals court confirmed that Delta 8 THC is a legal hemp product, a decision that seems applicable uh, to other hemp-derived products, too, protecting manufacturers, sellers, and users from federal enforcement. But states have begun to act on their own to keep hemp-derived cannabinoids off retail shelves or restricted to licensed canna- uh, cannabis dispensaries. Some states have banned or limited the availability of Delta-8 THC alone, but others could follow Oregon's lead and ban all artificially derived cannabinoids, including THCP. Oh, Oregon. THCP is just carving out a place um, in the hemp-derived cannabinoid marketplace, and buying it can be confusing. Uh, most products with THCP in the name actually contain THCP mixed with a more common and cheaper hemp-derived cannabinoids like Delta-8 THC, or they contain a blend of multiple hemp-derived cannabinoids. There are vape carts and disposable vapes containing THCP, as well as tinctures for oral use, gummies, waxy concentrates for dabbing, and THCP flour, which is hemp flour infused or coated with THCP, or blend that includes THCP. THCP products are available through most of the same online retailers that sell other hemp-derived cannabinoid products. <clears throat> They're also sold in head shops, convenience stores, gas stations, and some big shops. And this is Star saying, again, be careful when you are trying any new products that you are putting on or in to your body. you got to be safe, folks. You just have to be safe. You can't just go willy-nilly about the things that you're using. Um, see if you can find, you know your COAs, your certificate of authenticities, although people can make that stuff up too. And, you know, that's, it's just part of the market right now, which is why things really do need to get regulated uh, so that we can sell things without fear of selling something that might harm somebody. We do definitely do not want to do that. All right, you're listening to Weed Day Wednesday, folks. Thanks for turning in, turning in, tuning in. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. Yep, that's right. Why don't you come on down and get certified? You want to know what you can get certified for? Get on over to TumbleweedSouthCenter.com and check out our certification section. Right now, you can also vote for us as Best um, Alternative Health Center and Best CBD Store. And that's on the front page. Just go over there, click that link, and check it out. Best of. But if you want to get certified, hop on over to the certification section. Uh, and check out how to get a medical marijuana certification card in Tucson, Arizona. You can book your appointment right there. You can go online, schedule it for Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 10 to 6 p.m. Uh, we also do telemedicine. 
person during those hours. So you you can't leave your residence or you don't want to or gas is too expensive or you just physically can't get somewhere, we can do that as well. Um, if you have one of these conditions, you can get a medical cannabis card. And even if you don't, I'll explain how you can still get a medical cannabis card. PTSD, that's one of the conditions that the state of Arizona requires ongoing records. You have to have something in the last 12 months to get your PTSD certified. Cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, of course, we're going to, you know, want to see records if you have them. We can, uh, we have records release forms. We can fax out and get the records from your providers. Chronic pain covers a whole host of things from uh, arthritis to back pain, um, migraine, fibromyalgia, you name it. You name the pain. If it's chronic more than uh, 60 days, you can get certified for it. Severe nausea, uh, and a lot of things cause that, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but severe nausea, including epilepsy, all the seizures, HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's into dementia, um, 28, 29 different types of Alzheimer's, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. You are eligible for a medical cannabis card if you suffer from a chronic or a debilitating disease or medical condition or just the treatment for chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition that causes any of the above conditions and more. That's right. If you didn't hear your condition on this list, but you have something and you're taking a medication or you're, you're going through a treatment of sorts that is causing something on this list, then you can get your card for that too. Bring your current medical records if you have them within the last, you know, something hopefully within the last 12 months, but anything prior to that is great. Shows chronic, chronicness um, and payment is required at the time of your appointment. It only takes a couple days to get your card now, which is awesome. So it's super simple to come on down. 249. If you have food stamps, it's 174. We offered veteran discounts, DA discounts. Um, and I believe some of the dispensaries even still have some of our uh, $10 discount coupons that you can get. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. You can just come on down Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 10 to 6 p.m., uh, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come check us out. All right. We say Wednesday. Thanks for being here, folks. We appreciate it. Um, I'm glad. I shouldn't shouldn't say it, but knock on anything. The program is still working. They did some updates on their end, which makes me think that it wasn't just on my end. <laughs> because so far, it hasn't cut out. I mean, it did cut out. I didn't stop. You couldn't hear me very well, so I did switch to hosting it myself. 
If anybody ever wants to call in, 646-915-8421, give us a call. All right, so let's see what else is going on in the world. Um, we've got some more articles in here from Silver Sister. Uh, oh, mushrooms. What's going on with mushrooms in the world today? The Amanita mushrooms? Mm, we know the psilocybin, 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 psilocybin. <laughs> let's see. Um, we've got a little uh, article on mushrooms. seems to be the big thing, and I think um, Arizona's getting ready to vote so that we can actually use uh, medical mushrooms uh, in microdosing. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What is the Amanita mushroom? Anamita muscaria is a mushroom species that perhaps the, the most distinctive looking out there, so much so that any enthusiast can easily spot it in the wild. Amanita muscaria is known for its bright red caps with white spots that look like polka dots. This mushroom is so recognizable, in fact, that it's been something of a staple of a pop culture over the, the last several decades. Think emojis, Mario, ooh, Alice in Wonderland. The cap of the Amanita <clears throat> muscaria mushroom is quite large with a short beige stem. Despite it being so easy to recognize, we do have to make a disclaimer. We don't recommend foraging for these mushrooms yourself unless you are a trained expert. While no other wild mushroom shares these specific traits, it may have some similarities to mushrooms that are poisonous. Um, for centuries at least, tribes around Asia, Europe, and North America have consumed these mushrooms as part of their sacred ceremony. The mushroom is famously associated with ancient Vikings using the mushrooms ritually and before battle. <laughs> I bet. Amanita muscaria has been used uh, for spiritual and uh, ritualistic purposes for uh, so long, mainly thanks to one compound, muscamol. Uh, muscamol is a hallucinogen and even gives the mushroom its psychedelic properties. Take note, muscamol is not psilocybin, the compound more commonly associated with other specific, species of magic mushrooms. Amanita mushrooms are the only natural source of this compound. What effects are associated with amanita mushrooms? Amanita mus uh, muscaria, like we said, gets its primary effect from uh, muscamol, and this is the compound that is responsible for its popularity throughout history all over the world. It offers lots of distinct, uh, distinctive effects that people find uh, enormously useful, mainly for psychological purposes. It happens to be a GABA agonist, meaning that it interacts with the nervous system to support healthy levels of GABA, a neurotransmitter associated with calm. Because of this, Amanita mushrooms are generally considered more sedative, like than oh, sedative-like than mushrooms that contain psilocybin. GABA is also associated with improved sleep and helps aid in neuroplasticity, which can play an important role in helping a person heal from post-traumatic stress. Uh, Usamol is also intoxicating and thus is psychedelic. This means that the that the high has the potential to cause hallucinogens. Hallucinations, sorry. Ha! Hallucinations. Depending on the dose that you take, the hallucination associated with uh, muscamol seems to be mostly visual. Otherwise, the high is said to be euphoric yet relaxing, and people often describe gaining spiritual insight from the experience as well as 
enhanced creativity due to its perception changing and introspective nature. It's also worth pointing out that a lot of people report feeling relief from physical discomfort in the muscles and joints. Again, this likely has to do with the way in which the compound interacts the nervous system. Are they dangerous? Like we said, emanated um, mushrooms have been used for centuries. So by now we would know if they were inherently dangerous. One thing to know is that the mushrooms cannot be consumed raw. This can cause kidney failure, liver failure, and neurological effects, all of which can be deadly. Uh, the mushroom must be boiled first to kill off the toxic compounds. Amanita muscaria, mushrooms sold at the Calm Leaf, not our shop, have been prepared accordingly. I'm not really sure where the Calm Leaf is, but it isn't the Good Leaf, which is at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Let's see if this works, folks, because guess what? We made it to the very end of the show. Um, sorry about the disruptions there. Um, thank you for tuning in to Weed Day Wednesday. We hope you have a wonderful day. We'll read more about these magic mushrooms next time on Weed Day Wednesday if we don't have an awesome new guest. Um, Mello, we're looking forward to having you folks on because the no, no, still get what I'm talking about. All right, folks, happy Weed Day Wednesday. Remember, 144 uh, sleeps until Christmas. Come on, kids, get ready for Christmas so you're not stressed out. But if you get stressed out, come to Tumbleweed, get certified, get a bong hit, go to the good lead, get some CBD, just get out there. But be smart, be safe, and educate. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, folks. We love you. Have a wonderful day. See you next time. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday.